Well, good morning, Arizona and Colorado. This is the Patriot Trading News Hour. Uh, you, you wake up and you go to work on a Monday morning, and you never know what's going to happen. So uh, about two minutes before the show, I get a call from Joe, and this is this is Jason. I'm the uh, guy that runs the Colorado office, and uh, uh, the the way that Joe's show sounds really good in Colorado, it was uh, this thing called a barracks box wasn't plugged in right and so joe's scrambling and we'll see if we can get him on the air here in a few minutes however uh that's good this is why uh, joe has partners come on with him so that there uh, there's somebody could pick up the slack you know you don't always have to just put a replay show on so uh let's start with a little bit of business today uh, if you've uh, reached this show for the first time if you're new or if you've been listening to this show for years the number to call to order gold and silver from the patriot trading metals group is eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That's eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Coming in today, there's always a whole lot going on here at the radio station at KHNC here in Johnstown, and uh, you know I'm, I'm on the phone doing some business, and suddenly Joe calls me. He's like, "Hey, I hear nothing. There's nothing here. I can't do the show. I can't do the show." And and then. Uh, KXXT has their own set of situations going on there, which makes it harder for us to broadcast like we normally would. So I'm going to hold the fort down here for a few minutes. So we'll see if I get joined by my partner Brian or see if Joe can make a rebound here. But let me first go to what's most important, which is gold and silver prices. Uh, if you, you woke up this morning, you turn the turn the TV on or turn your your device on to check the prices. Uh, silver's been in down as low as three dollars. Uh, right now, I got silver down about two dollars and nineteen cents, sitting at uh, twenty-four dollars and seventy cents. I got uh, gold, gold down forty-four dollars this morning, uh, but it's still holding at uh, nineteen hundred and eleven dollars. Uh, prime day to to buy on a sell-off. Um, I know Joe's working on getting getting us something to sell. I don't know if he was successful in getting us a special, but we're going to work on that and see in the next segment or two if we're going to get you something up and running quick for uh, for a, uh, a sell-off day. Anytime gold drops $44, uh, really good time to, to jump on it and buy some because uh, we're kind of – in my mind, we're in this sort of uh, we kind of plateaued out. Gold was was on a tear. Uh, coronavirus came, showed us uh, it, the, the story of the coronavirus showed up in March, basically February, March this year, and gold was already going up last year at the end of last year. Silver doing the same, and we sort of just pushed past its all-time high at 1900. Uh, got us it got as high as about uh, 2,050 bucks, and then it uh, sort of came back and has been sort of sitting at this. This zone of uh, 1950 for gold and about 27 for silver. So to have a, a two dollar sell off in silver and 44 dollar sell off in gold, I think it'll probably bounce back here in the next week or two. Uh, I'm not Nostradamus; don't know for sure exactly where where those prices will go. But it seems to me that we're gonna we're gonna kind of sit around here until the election's over, and then uh, we'll see what kind of fireworks happens with uh, the coronavirus story and. If Trump gets reelected, where that's going to go, and uh, see if they've got protests in the streets and all kinds of other madness that the uh, uh, that those that pull the levers of power that uh, whatever they're going to do and do to us, they're, they're going to do it after this election. And uh, you better believe gold and silver is going to be the place to be to, to protect your finances. And uh, speaking of uh, 
the, uh, speaking of Trump and, and Biden, the election, I <clears throat> was looking at a few more a few more details about uh, watching Trump talking over the weekend, and I uh, was watching Biden talking over the weekend. Uh, uh, hard for me to to sit there and listen to these guys that are supposed to be leaders of our country and uh, digest the things that they're trying to uh, uh, propagandize with, you know, I'm going to do this, and he's going to do that, and you shouldn't vote for him. Um, I've always been more of a, I, t- I take a look at uh, what's going on in the world today, and I look at it through a, a lens of, of his, actual historical significance and, and historical events. So when I uh, when I see the election today that's going on in 2020, and I mean, we're Oh, I don't know how many days, 40 days away from this election. Uh, it doesn't impress me much, uh, either one of the candidates that's going to get elected. I simply see that uh, we have this central bank that showed up in 1913. And this monstrosity, which was signed into to law by uh, President Woodrow Wilson, has slowly but surely been uh, taking away the freedoms granted to us by the Constitution. And I really didn't happened into a lot of this history and a lot of this information until uh, I was uh, trying to raise my own family. I had my son and I had my wife and trying to pay the mortgage and pay the bills. And then, uh, you know, I, I stumbled upon shows like the Patriot Trading uh, News Hour. And I, I stumbled upon other you know, economic news and things that would uh, uh, teach me what was going on. And I went where I usually go when I learn things. I go to history, and I tried to find real history because the stuff I learned in school doesn't seem to match as to what really happened. And so to me, the presidential elections, especially uh, the modern presidential elections from the uh, the late 60s on, they haven't really produced a lot of uh, good presidents that actually was here to help us. So uh, you look at... Uh, the Bretton Woods meeting after World War II and how that really was uh, World War II itself was a global monetary reset. This led uh, America to becoming the world economic power that it became here and today. So uh, with this coronavirus storyline and and the Ponzi scheme being the Federal Reserve System sort of having its stress right now makes me wonder if a global monetary reset is not coming and I don't think they want that kind of thing to happen before an election. They want to have one of their guys in place. So hang tight. Never know what you're going to hear. Patriot Trade News Hour. I'll be right back. Patriot Trading News Hour, and I believe I've got Joe, and I'm going to Joe. I'm going to give you the highest possible quality here because I know that's an issue there. But go ahead, Joe. What's 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 going on? Crazy morning. We've been working through uh, some technical things here and uh, trying to get deals put into place. Uh, just a crazy market this morning, and and I didn't even hear anything you talked about. So if I repeat anything, uh, I apologize, but. If you would have told me this morning, going to bed last night, yes, we knew about uh, Ginsburg, right, and the Supreme Court and 
And, uh, you know, obviously with the election so close at hand, the Democrats don't want Trump to make the nominee and, and that stuff. Uh, you know, we, we, we know this week we're going to get a ton of Fed speakers because after this week, the Fed's going to want to be quiet for the election. You know, they don't want to, they don't want, they don't want to influence it one way or the other. We're actually going to get Jay Powell three different times this week, but I really thought that was going to be a benefit. Uh, because I think you're going to hear uh, the the central bank be very, very dovish. When I went to bed last night, not a lot was going on. I mean, gold was up 5 or $6. Uh, Wall Street uh, was appearing like it was going to open up 60 or $70 to the upside. Uh, and then I woke up this morning, and, man, everything uh, is just gone completely nuts the big news today i guess two different things late yesterday there was a story about the banks uh and all of the illicit and illegal activities that the banks were doing you know and it's so funny they make all these rules for us you know all the ten thousand dollar rule and why do you want to take cash out or why are you putting so much cash in or whatever it may be uh, all because uh, they were the ones that were being nefarious all along, uh, and, and really not a single bank. When you talk about, when we talk about banks, I'm really talking about the big 10 banks. You know, you, we know the ones here, the five U.S. ones, you know, J.P. Morgan City, B of A, Wells Fargo, and, I, and I'm missing one, uh, uh, and I, it's just slipping my mind right now. But you know who I'm talking about. Then, then you got like Deutsche Bank and Credit Suisse and, and these other big banks and all of them, uh, money, money laundering up the wazoo, uh, dealing with, with noted drug dealers and, and arms deal, illegal arms dealers. It really didn't matter. If you had billions of dollars, the bank wanted to have that part of it. Uh, so, so that, that put a little pressure on, but the big pressure came out of the big jump in COVID cases in Europe, in England, uh, lockdowns being talked about again in the UK, more lockdowns being talked about in Spain, and that's got everybody nervous. So the, the euro fell, the pound fell, we had uh, the dollar rally, uh, Wall Street, the banks were already going to be weak, uh, just, just really didn't need much, Jason, much of an excuse uh, to sell off. I know the Dow's been down over 900 points. Gold's been down over $75. Gold's coming back. uh, It's right now, anyway, down 50 at 1902. So back above 1900. Uh, They went all the way back to uh, the the old high close. So we had an interday high back in 2011 at 1900. Uh, It actually closed that day, I think, like 1878. And then the very next day, remember, gold dropped like a hundred and some dollars the day after that in 2011. It went back to the old close. Uh, now it's coming back the other way. Uh, but it's been a very frantic morning this morning. Uh, most of it having to do with, uh, what, what was going on with the banks, which I don't think was a big deal. Cause let's face it, did any of us really, nobody's shocked. Right? Does that shock you, Jason, that the banks were uh, doing all kinds of illegal activity? No, never. <laughs> never. Right? That doesn't shock anybody. Matter of fact, here's what else we know. They're not going to do anything about it either. 
Uh, I mean, like the the city, the new CEO, uh, oh, I guess the new the, the new old CEO of Citigroup. He's stepping down at the end of the year. Why? Because he knows that they did a bunch of illegal stuff during the PPP. So he's going to step down now, and and by the time the government gets around to it, he'll be long gone, and somebody else will take over. I mean, this is what we expect out of the out of the bankers. This is why our founding fathers always warned us about letting these bankers have all of this power. Uh, and today's just another example of that. But I think the bigger thing had to do uh, with, with, with COVID, uh, what's been going on out there, but behind the scenes. I think that's the, hey, look over here so we don't pay attention to the real story. In other words, it's a fake. It's a throw-off. Uh, the, the, a bunch of things I say, the, the, all of these things that we're going to talk about happened after the markets closed on Friday. We had our first warning, <coughs> excuse me, in the commercial real estate market. Uh, the first of what they, well, we'll call the, uh, the megas, if you will, of commercial real estate, uh, Starward portfolio. Uh, they're on the verge of, of default, and and again, we know that there's a bailout needed. All of these commercial real estate, um, whatever you want to call, it, whether they're hedge funds, whether they're ETFs, or what any anybody with major commercial backed holdings, we know that nobody's paying. The delinquency rates are starting to pile up, and all of these guys are trying to do is hang on until a bailout. And it looks like some of these guys that can't hang on, there's going to be some distress here. My guess is uh, they're going to let a handful of them go under. And then all of a sudden they're like, okay, that's all we can allow because any more than that, it's going to get too big. And then we're going to have to, you know, the banks are going to be insolvent. There's a certain number. uh, But the first one, Starwood Portfolio, this one's it's, it's not a huge one. This one's only... Uh, seven hundred uh, million dollars, and and they just don't have the money. Uh, and Jason, you know these guys are the a lot of these funds. They're owned by billionaires, and and so they'll they'll make payments for a while. But it looks like this is the first in the commercial real estate where uh, they they just don't have enough excess liquidity, and nobody's loaning them any money. So we may have our first default on the commercial real estate side. And I think, Jason, that's probably just the beginning. Well, and Joe, I've, I actually saw a video of when they shut down these banks because they don't actually go out of business. It just changes. And they show up there with all the new signage, and they have this this big group of Pete guys with, with ties on, kind of like the FBI is walking in there. And they do this. They just do this this changeover, and they want to make sure that the customers coming into the bank, they don't see that the bank's closed. They don't, they don't want to have any... Any any uh, panic or anything going on, but usually some of the customers coming in, they freak out and they just start taking all their money out. And I've I've seen that, Joe. It's it's uh, it's going to happen this next this next round uh, this next crashing of the market, which I believe is next year. It's going to it's going to cause this to happen. And one one comment I have about the the criminal cartel, the bankers. When you watch The Godfather, where do you you know people that like those movies? Where do you think they learn their tactics? They had a couple of hundred years of the Rothschilds banks, you know, the uh, Bank of England, to, to, to devise those those tactics, you know, collections and all that stuff, you know, in Chicago. It's ex- you know, you, you know, if you want to be rich, a criminal cartel, you got to learn from the best, the banks, you know, the Bank of England. And, and it's funny you bring that up because that's exactly what 
I think we'll see happen very quietly. You'll have these banks that maybe aren't that well-known, a little bit on the smaller side, and all of a sudden there'll just be the signs down and there'll be a banner with a different name on it, right, from, yep. from other some other bank. They'll have a nice little organized transition. And, and like you said, they don't want to close the bank. They don't want to give anything other. Oh, the bank was sold. Yep. Right. Oh, the bank got bought out, and and they'll use these things. And I think uh, we'll have to watch uh, the commercial real estate market uh, because now that it's started, how long can it go? And that's what we'll wait and see. I wonder if we're going to have more than almost three different Fed heads speaking every single day this week. Jay Powell is going to speak three times this week. Be very interesting to see how they address this. In the meeting last week, Jay Powell said, hey, we're going to need Congress to help us. In other words, remember what they did this last time around. The, the Federal Reserve spending $120 billion a month buying commercial, or I'm sorry, buying uh, residential mortgages and, and buying U.S. Treasuries every single month. And... I, the the thing they did is the Treasury borrowed, let the Fed borrow the money at 10 times the leverage. And I think that's what Jay Powell was referring to is, hey, we need uh, the Treasury, you know, whether it's, hey, we need, let's just say $500 billion so they can turn that into $5 trillion. Uh, I, I don't know what the number is going to be. It'll be interesting to see if we get some more clarity on that side of things. Uh, and then we'll watch, you know, China's economy uh, seems to be, you know, so, uh, yes, uh, surprising everybody. They're, they're, we're not hearing about any COVID there whatsoever. Uh, obviously, the scientists that, that uh, escaped there and said that this was created in the lab and all that, she's been censored, right? You can't even, you can't even post anything about that lady in fear of being shut down. Uh, by Facebooks and YouTube and, and all the rest of them. Uh, and very interesting, there's been a very strong rally in the Chinese yuan or the Chinese renminbi uh, against the dollar. Matter of fact, it's been a major move against the dollar. Uh, again, Jason, I really think China's setting itself up uh, to be uh, one of those places where the rest of the world starts turning to as an alternative to the dollar especially with everybody knowing the central bank is going to have to continue monetizing this debt. Right. And China, as you reported uh, before, I, before I was able to jump on with Patriot Trading a couple of years ago, uh, China was put into the currency basket at the IMF you know, earlier than scheduled. And the largest purchaser of gold and special drawing rights by far and above all, all the other currencies that are in that basket is, is China. China's been buying special drawing rights with the IMF, and uh, gold, just tons and tons of it, and it makes me wonder that if, if maybe it's some some quasi future situation where we actually abolish the Fed, and, and, and that that would be a process that'd be all over the news. And the first thing that the uh, Congress would say, well, what are we going to replace it with? We could just replace it with the Treasury, but no. I, why would I think that maybe the IMF or some other central bank would step in? And wouldn't China like to be the biggest? the biggest owner of special drawing rights in gold to move with the IMF in place or something like that. I mean, we, we could be looking at any kind of crazy changes, Joe, in the near future. Yeah, and I think it changes, changes the right word. Listen, 
change is coming. We all have to accept it. Uh, this is what happens, you know. Uh, and, and you think about it, you know, it wasn't that long ago. Think about the Euro. Yep. The Euro didn't exist 25 years ago. Right? And all of these countries used their own currency, right? The Italians had the lira, right? The, the French had the franc, and the, the Germans had the Deutschmark, and all of those currencies went away. Right and replaced it with the euro, which even when the euro first came out, everyone was saying, "Hey, this isn't going to last very long. This is a placeholder." And and I think what we're going to see uh, is all of these currencies, the dollar, the euro, all of them are going to be replaced. Uh, we're going to go something digital, and I think the the IMF, uh, the special drawing rights that Jason was talking about, uh, essentially kind of almost look at at special drawing rights, almost look at them like U.S. Treasuries. Yes. In other words, in other words, hey, instead of you buying U.S. Treasuries, because remember, and I tell you why they buy them, right? They buy them because, hey, down the road, I need to buy cotton. I need to buy lumber. I need to buy steel. I need to buy corn or soybeans or crude oil or whatnot. Well, now all, now they, they've got many, many choices of how they want to buy it in different currencies. But I think when the changeover comes, you're going to see all of these countries, instead of buying treasuries, hey, we're going to buy special drawing rights. And we're going to talk about how that's going to help the central bank get the inflation that they want. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Use words like, no, sir. Yes, ma'am, back. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. Uh, I apologize uh, for the quality today. I know I'm coming in a little hot. We're trying to work on it. Uh, we had a little uh, issue with our studio here in Phoenix. Appreciate Jason joining us. But we're kind of, you know, today, obviously, Dow's down 800. Gold's down 50. Uh, we're, we're having one of those big washout days. Uh, we'll see where it ends up. But we're all trying to prepare for what is next, right? And we know something's up, right? We know something's up because the Fed's balance sheet is is exploding. Uh, we just had, looks like the first of the uh, commercial loans now getting ready to be insolvent. And, and we're going to see more of these. And there's going to be, we know there's a bailout needed. Right? We also know that there's another stimulus that's going to be needed. right? And on top of that, we've got the presidential election, another Supreme Court nominee to be made. And you know, a lot of people out there thinking uh, a Biden victory is going to have the dollar falling faster, uh, which I agree with. I think, obviously, Donald Trump has been very Wall Street friendly. Uh, Biden's going to take some of that back uh, at a time when... Uh, probably the timing's not going to be great on that as well. But beyond that, beyond the dollar, what is what is it that's most likely going to happen? And it's most likely going to be where we almost have um, this global currency with uh, individual. Uh, I'll, I'll call them sub-currencies, like here we'll still call it, uh, whether it's a Federal Reserve note, uh, we'll call it some, an electronic 
Fed credit or something like that that says, hey, this is this is for the people in the United States. So almost like a dual type currency where in, instead of the world saying, I'm going to buy oil today in dollars or I'm going to buy uh, cotton today in euros or I'm going to buy steel today in the Chinese yuan, that's going to go away. And what I think is going to happen is through the special drawing rights of the IMF, all of these countries will start holding the special drawing rights. And then there will be some form of a exchange rate. In other words, you we need X amount, let's just call them Fed coins. We need X amount of Fed coins to buy one special drawing right. Okay, so, and of course, obviously we'll be talking millions and billions and whatnot, but what that exchange rate is what is going to give the central bank the ultimate power. Yep. In other words, first of all, we get rid of cash. Everything's got to be in the system, right, and... and uh, no more, no more Federal Reserve note. Everyone's got to put their money in the bank. Uh, and if you've got too much money outside of the bank, right, there's going to be, hey, why don't you step over here? Uh, we'd like to talk to you. And we'd like to ask you questions about how you got this money, how did you get so much of it, so on and so forth. Listen, they're training you now at the bank for this. You know how many calls, you know, Jason, we did that show about what a trigger, what's tr- what makes triggers at the bank. Right, yeah. Well, and, and we got so... Let me say this, Joe. To get the people of the world to accept this new monetary change, there's going to be fear in the news cycle. You better believe it. They'll have to ramp it up, whether it be another coronavirus shutdown or something else. Joe, I was even looking at uh, Brexit. Brexit was supposed to already have taken place, but they're just delaying it and delaying it, delaying it. Why, why do I get the feeling we're going to have a presidential election and then Brexit is allowed to take place, and that becomes the trigger for this new monetary system. They crash the entire system because England's monetary system is outside the euro. And, oh, you got to blame them, right? It'll be something like that to, to scare everybody into it. Exactly. And even today, they started talking about the Bank of England going to negative rates and, and all of these things. Like Jason said, there's going to be an event. We know that. We, we haven't had it yet. right? But there's going to be an event that is going to uh, make this thing happen. And the the thing about it is once it happens, because I'm going to tell you right now, that's done. It's, it's a foregone conclusion. It's going to happen. But when it does, when it does, what happens after that? Why is it so dangerous uh, for, for, for us? What does it mean uh, for, the, for the people? Hey, listen. I don't have $250,000 in the bank. I've got ten grand, right? Or I, I live paycheck to paycheck. Or I've got millions of dollars. What does it mean? And, and this is kind of what I want to talk about today. Very simply, what will happen now. So you've heard uh, Jay Powell talk about they, they're not getting to their inflation target. Now we're using the inflation averaging, right, which... It's just an excuse for inflation to go even higher. Uh, Neil, Neil Kashkari, the one of the dissenters from the vote last week, he's, he's like, the Fed's full of it, and, and we've got to be 
we've got to go way, way, way more dovish before we'd ever have to worry about inflation and all of this stuff. And this is horrible news for the central bank because you got to remember now all of this debt has been uh, put into derivatives, chopped up a million different ways, and we've got derivatives of hundreds of trillions of dollars. I mean, J.P. Morgan alone, just one bank, has $55 trillion worth of derivatives, which is nothing more than, than residential mortgages, auto loans, credit cards, commercial real estate, all these things chopped up into millions of itty-bitty pieces that hardly ever trade. And as long as the bank could say it's worth a little more today, everything's okay. Hey, that $55 trillion today, hey, next year it's going to be worth $55.5 trillion. And the year after that it's going to be worth $57 trillion. Then it's going to be worth $58 trillion. As long as that continues, it's okay. The second that stops happening, that's when the big problem arises and why the central bank is going to want this new digital form because now for them to create inflation in the new system, hey, there's this exchange rate between a Fed coin credit and a, a special drawing right. We, we, we're not getting, and they call the IMF, hey, we're not getting the inflation we need. All of a sudden, they just changed the exchange rate. Yep. And overnight, they make the cost of everything, the cost of oil, the cost of cotton, yep. steel, soybeans, corn, what you name it, gasoline, diesel, all of it, all of a sudden costs 10% more overnight. Well, guess what? We know what the retailers are going to do. What do they do? Well, they raise the price 13 14 15% overnight. Taser Radio News Hour. I'll let you stew on that. We'll be back right after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two Patriot Radio News Hour, allamericangold.com. And uh, here we are at a, a big down day for the Dow. Uh, the Dow down 800, the SP's down 75, the NASDAQ's down 150, gold's down 50, uh, crude oil's down $2. Uh, all of these things uh, happening. The, the, the reason they're giving is worries about Europe and England in the second wave of coronavirus. Even here in the U.S., cases are up about 10%. But again, you got to remember, more of the economies open. A lot of the cases are college-aged kids that, uh, by and large, really don't have a lot of uh, side effects, if you will. Uh, hospitalization rates are still 
way down from where they used to be and uh, the people on the amount of people on ventilators way down but the cases are rising uh, just a little I guess fear in the marketplace today if you will uh, I'm a little more apprehensive than that I think that's that's uh, there, there's a lot more going on underneath. Uh, I think there's big problems with commercial real estate. And, and I'll be honest, I'm getting a little nervous about the election. Uh, getting a little nervous about the election, and I think that has just as much to do with it as anything. Even though I don't believe the poll numbers, uh, you know, Biden, if you, know, you want to believe the polls, uh, Biden's going to win this thing. And he's going to win Arizona and all these other things. I don't think it's going to happen, but uh, I think that has been playing into it a little bit. But it doesn't matter. Whether Trump wins or Biden wins, it really doesn't matter. We we have uncontrollable debts. Uh, We've got a central bank now that keeps trying to get inflation and says that they can't do it, they can't make it work. And, And now the next step, is, hey, how could we do it? And for them, this is the best way, which is we are going to make everything cost more and we can do it overnight. And you got to remember, a lot of the components we buy, there's a lot of different pieces in it. So uh, as an example, lumber is very expensive right now, right? So the cost of a house goes up. But we don't know, hey, copper's down, right? And cement is down. And this other thing is down. And all of a sudden, it's like, well, okay, yeah, lumber was up, but all these other things got cheaper, so it really didn't uh, have a a huge effect on the price of a home. Now the Fed can say, ah, we've got it fixed now. We can make everything more expensive. In other words, just through an exchange rate, and this is the beauty of their plan, because now they'll tell you, it doesn't matter how much money you had in the bank. 5,000, 10,000, 100,000, a million. Hey, you still have that. It's not a Federal Reserve note anymore. It's a, an, a, million, a million electronic credits. But systematically, they'll ensure that those electronic credits will buy less and less and less. And the size of this debt is so big. I've got a hard time, Jason, in my mind thinking that we can get in out of this any less than a, a 50% devaluation of, of your money. In other words, if you had a hundred grand, whatever a hundred grand would buy when we go to that Fed credit, I say, I think within 90, you know, 90 days, maybe 180 days, that, the, that amount of money is only going to buy about half of what it used to be. And I think that may be the best case scenario. Well, it's also, I agree with that. If we if we end up with Federal Reserve notes, I would say we have a market decline next year. If we end up with Federal Reserve notes, Joe, at the back end of this thing, you're exactly right. There's going to be inflation like crazy. However, if we have a global monetary reset, I could see them leaving all the digits in your account, whether it be dollars or euros or yen. They'll you know they'll, they'll get all the cash out of the system. You'll have your digits in your your account. I could see them, Joe, drop – let's just say in America, every, every country would have like a different percentage. But America, let's just say the price of everything that uh, has to be dropped by 50 percent. 
And so as, as, as the way people are programmed with the money is how much is their pile, not really what the asset value is or anything like that. If you see that uh, buying a $20,000 car is now a $10,000 car, where your mortgage goes from $2,000 a month to $1,000 a month, and your digits in your account stay the same. See, when, when there's a market crash, they're, they're taking money out of the system. This is how they crash it on purpose. And then when they want there to be a boom cycle, you put money in the system. Joe, they could actually instantaneously double the amount of stuff your money can buy, creating an instant boom cycle. But see, here's what these bankers know, Joe. The average person doesn't really know how to, to invest money and, and put money in a place to where it's going to grow. And they're just, it's just going to be all consumer crap. And then because of that, there will still be inflation on the back end of it because everyone suddenly has double the, uh, the purchasing power. This is one way that I think they could do a global monetary reset and make everyone happy about it. Hey, look, I can buy twice as much stuff suddenly. Well, you know what Jason's talking about? Go back to 1933. Right? That's exactly what the bankers did. Now, unfortunately, they didn't give it to you. They didn't give it to us. Right? They said, hey, bring your gold in. For every $20 gold piece, we'll pay you $20.67. Right? So they gave you a little extra. And then 90 days later, they said, hey, the new price is $35, right? And which allowed for all of these foreign countries. You got to remember, at the time, America was the supplier of the world. America was the China of the world back in 1933. Everybody bought all of their their raw materials and everything else from the United States. And, and essentially, that's how they got tried to, they tried to get out of that deflationary cycle because all of these countries could say, wait a minute, this $20 is now worth 35 exactly. And they started buying even more stuff, right? And all this gold came back. And that only lasted until after World War II. And of course, we all know the story. All of a sudden, all these countries all wanted their gold back again. Brenton Woods is uh, what happened, yeah, Joe. You know what? Woods. Either way. Brenton Woods is what happened, Joe, right? <laughs> Yeah, Bretton Woods is exactly what happened. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment here, 800-951-0592. Again, we're working on some technical difficulties. Uh, Hopefully tomorrow we'll be back to where uh, we always are, but I appreciate everyone hanging in there with us. Right now, gold's down $53.1899. We really want to see gold close. I want to see gold close above 1905 today. Uh, We'll have to wait and see silver Silver just got obliterated today. Silver went all the way back down to twenty-four dollars. Uh, it's it's off the lows here, about twenty-four uh, fifty, twenty-four fifty today. So I got two different items that I'm going to say this. We're going to give you the prices uh, depending on what gold and silver do for the rest of the day. We have the rights to change that price, but as it sits right now, uh, U.S. twenty-dollar liberties. Twenty-one forty-five. Twenty-one forty-five. That is seventy dollars 
below where we were Friday. So we're down 53. Uh, I'm, I'm actually giving you the bottom today because we were down $70 earlier in the day. So, uh, and now I'm watching here, we're down 52 right there at, uh, 1900 bucks. 2145 on $20 gold pieces. Silver. Rolls of silver half dollars. Uh, those were $240 on Friday. Today, $210. So you're going to save 30 bucks, uh, just from the other day. Uh, that has to be, one of the single biggest uh, declines day to day that that we've ever had on on half dollars, Jason. So that way, either side, whether you're looking to add to your gold holdings, you're looking to add to your silver holdings, we've got you covered at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. And again, I just want to remind you that is dependent upon the gold and silver prices uh, staying where they're at right now. Or, or heading a little lower. Obviously, if we have some craziness at the end of the day, we'll adjust accordingly. By the way, both of those specials are available online as well. So $20 gold, uh, $21.45. I haven't seen this price in probably a couple of months at least. Uh, and rolls of silver half dollars at 210 Again, same thing. Haven't seen that price in a while either. Take the time. Uh, add to your portfolio. Jason, any final thoughts? Yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, Joe brings a lot of very big, large economic ideas to the shows. Uh, Brian and I do a little bit of that. And then when uh, Brian and I, our show, we kind of cover the kind of the social aspect of what happens when these bankers are robbing us. But if you really want to dumb it down a little bit, money is an idea. People really need to understand this. Money is an idea. It's thought up by some guy, somebody, some co- corporation, some bank. And, and ideas can be corrupted which means you can change the values and the ideas of how it works and how it can be spent at any time. One of the reasons I really got into gold myself is it is a coin. You have it in your hand, and there it is. Coin versus a head of cattle has always been about the same value for hundreds of years, and that's that's the way to look at it. You, know, you get all these big ideas about Brexit and and the global monetary resets and everything that Joe talks about. It, it, it's just it's all smoke and mirrors to get you to you know so they they can uh, do the magic trick and hide the gold coin and give you a big stack of paper money right joe there you go that's a great way of putting it everyone enjoy the rest of your day add to your portfolios take care god bless everybody and we'll be back tomorrow